0: And it's good to know about his blessings, that he he just loves us so much that uh, he wants to bless us continually. I just want to mention a few things that I do have on that table again. You know, when a carpenter builds a house, he has to use tools. Well, we have to walk by faith, live by faith. So for us to build our faith, we have to use tools. And so that is a tool table over there. (laughs) And so if you've you've already got some of the the product, get it to share with somebody else, especially the little healing book when you're praying for people. Because, um, as I recall, there's a salvation prayer in the back of this book too. But it's the dinner bell to salvation. Yeah, there's a prayer for salvation in the back of the healing book. But get these tools back there because they are really there to help you to grow spiritually and like this this little book it really helps for me to be intimate with the lord and um you know when i have my prayer time at home i just uh, sometimes i just i don't want to do anything i just but just commune with the lord i just want to be quiet and just listen to him i know when we were um, back at rhema or you'd be places where there's some well-known speaker and you get to be invited into the green room and some people want to just do all the talking when you've got a mighty man of God, you don't want to be saying anything. You want to listen to what he might want to say. <laughs> There's a time to be seen and not heard, and those are the times. And, but just spending those times with the Lord where, where you, just, uh, you just want to be in his presence. And so that's what these, these tools help us to do. Amen. So, Father, we thank you so much that you have invited us to bask in your presence. That we can come boldly into the throne room of grace just to fellowship with you to talk to you about our about problems or about just thanking you for your goodness to us sometimes just to just to be in your presence so we thank you for that invitation and we thank you for the holy spirit who is our teacher and our guide as we look into your word today so once again we ask that you would anoint our eyes to see help us to see but perhaps we didn't see the time before help us to lay aside all our old preconceptions and opinions and just have an open heart for all that you have for us today and we give you all the praise and all the glory in jesus name amen amen i like teaching healing school and i'd like you to turn actually the first couple of scriptures you don't have to turn to i'm just going to read them but In Psalms 73.1, you can just take a note and check those out later. But in Psalms 73.1, it says, God is good. He is a good God. He is infused with goodness. He is the goodness of God. And in 1 John 4.8, God is love. Love isn't just something he possesses. That's who he is. He is the essence of love love. And then I like in James chapter 1, you can turn here to James chapter 1 verse 17. 117. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And it comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation. There's no shadow of turning. He changes not he is always a good god He is always a loving god amen always always you know there's some things you can't say always and sometimes you just can't say never but when it comes to god he is always a good father god and then you can look at john ten ten, 10 and there you talk about the devil who comes to steal kill and destroy well the devil is bad he does only bad god is always good the devil is always bad always evil he always he focuses 24 7 to steal kill and destroy us amen so i want to look at opposites for just a moment good and bad those are opposites hot and cold up and down, tall and short, big and little. Would you agree those are opposites? Those are opposites. Good and bad are opposites. But God and the devil are not opposites. What they do is opposite. Their actions are opposite but they themselves are not opposite. I want you to look at Ezekiel 28. See, so often people that get into fear, they're in fear because they've got wrong thinking. They're thinking that God and the devil are opposites. And with everything that is going on in not only in america but in the whole world people are in fear because they don't know which one is going to win out is good going to win over bad or is bad going to win over good i can tell you right now good always wins but with people with wrong they're in fear because well who's going to win out is god going to win or the devil going to win that's why they're in fear they don't know they don't know we can know we need to know amen so in ezekiel 28 beginning in verse 14 this is talking about at that time his name was lucifer you were the anointed cherub who covers and then it says god says i established in other words to establish means he's got it saying i put you in a position I put you in a position of being the anointed cherub. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of the fiery stones because God let him do that. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created. Let me repeat that. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity, iniquity was found in you. Nothing created, such as Lucifer, nothing created will ever be equal to or greater than its creator. So he is not the opposite of God. He was created. Nothing equal to or that's been created will ever be equal to or greater than its creator god has no beginning and he has no end the devil was created he had a beginning and all his evil works there's going to be an end to that but god is eternal his goodness is eternal and someday we're all going to be with him in heaven throughout all eternity and just bask in all that goodness and glory and love and beyond what you can even begin to imagine. But the devil was created. So he had a beginning, and his actions will have an end to it. So the devil is not the opposite of God. He is not equal to God in power. The only power he has is what we give him. So you need to get a revelation of that. Don't ever think, well, who's going to win out? There's no question who's going to win out. God is sovereign. He is the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the creator of the entire universe. Amen? So never fear. Because fear is to have more faith in the devil to kill, steal, and destroy than in God to protect you and to perform his word. That's what fear is to have more faith in the devil to kill, steal, and destroy than in God to perform his word and to take care of us. In Luke 10:19, if you could turn there, Luke 10:19. Behold, this is Jesus speaking, behold, I have given you authority to trample on serpents, on scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. Over all the evil corrupt work of the devil that's what it's saying over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you so never fear the devil we have authority over him you can resist him and you should resist him and he will flee he will flee it's not an option he has to flee in mark 11:23 mark eleven twenty three, 23 beginning in verse actually 22 it says have faith in god just have faith in god that he is a good god a loving god he is a healer he wants you healed more than you want to be healed yourself because if you're not healed well you can't help fulfill the great commission talks about in first corinthians that we were bought with the price he said glorify me in your body and in your spirit, which are minds, he, he gets glory when we are healed and whole. It glorifies him. It is a testimony of the Lord. Amen. So in Luke 10, 19, we have that authority. But in Mark 11, 23, For assuredly I say to you, whoever, anybody can do this, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but he believes that those things which he saith will come to pass. You will have whatever you say, but you have to say it from the depth of your heart. That's why it says in Colossians 3:16, to let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. The word richly is so important because that's telling you what level to have the Word of God dwelling in you. If it's in you on a rich level, you're going to get rich-level results. But if if it's in you on a low level, well, you're going to get low-level results. Medium-level, medium-level results. But God says, you put that in you on a rich, rich level. And the only way it's in you on a rich level is when you feed upon the word and you get into your spirit it says in john 6:63 6, that god says jesus my words are spirit and they are life just like when you worship the lord you have to worship him in spirit and in truth well when you speak the word of god you have to speak it in spirit and in truth and he said my words are spirit so when you it, for you to speak it from your spirit you have to speak it from within here it's not just what comes between your head and your mouth it has to come in here only way you can speak it from here is by putting it in you on a rich level on a daily basis and then when you speak by the stripes of jesus i am if i will live and not die no weapon formed against me will prosper you speak that from your spirit god puts life on it he says because my words are spirit and they're life so when you speak it from your spirit then god puts life on it but you just can't flippantly go around oh i'm healed hallelujah i'm healed i'm healed it's not going to (laughs) work there's no spirit behind it amen so we can speak to any mountain what is a mountain in your life it could be diabetes it's a mountain (coughs) allergies arthritis migraines cancer heart condition thyroid covid any of these things anything that's negative is a mountain and you can speak to that mountain amen if it's not good it's bad and you can speak to anything that is not of God but if you do get attacked with a heart condition or a diabetes or something. Well, you have a backup. Isaiah 54:17. No weapon formed against me will prosper. It can be formed, but it does not have to prosper. You can learn to say no. You know, I have in Ephesians 4:23, I think it is, give no place. Neither give place to the devil. You have to learn to say no. Sometimes like today, I could have thought I could have had another piece of that pie.
1: <laughs>
0: but i said no 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 more pie and you had one piece that's enough you learn to say no i don't want to i don't want to go to another i don't want to go to starbucks tonight or no i don't want to go to the movies tonight or no i don't want another cookie no we say no all the time when was the last time you said no to the devil
1: as
0: soon as he puts something on oh my I, oh i got a migraine i got to go lay down i got don't take it no 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 you have to learn to take, lay hands on yourself and you speak to that thing god said, i have given you authority to stop it stop it stop it so you can learn to say no to the devil learn to say no to that which is bad and evil and corrupt and destructive we need to learn to say no amen and another backup is isaiah 58 8 that your health is restored speedily. So when the doctor says, well, it's going to take six weeks to recover. No, it doesn't have to take six weeks. Speedily. You know what else I'm always praying over America? That the health of America is restored speedily. I pray that every day. Those scriptures can apply to any area of your life. The health of America is restored speedily. Amen? I mean, the Word of God is just so powerful, isn't it? I mean, it's just so exciting. It's just line upon line and precept upon precept. When it comes to healing, though, uh, well, let me say this. You can pray the the prayer of agreement. If you are both really 100% in agreement, then the prayer of agreement will work for you. But many times, and in my life, I have found that when it comes to healing, that's one-on-one one-on-one nobody else is involved for you to receive healing that's between you and God just one-on-one you know when I was healed of um, uh, uh, praying for God for the disappearance of a tumor at that time I hadn't gone to Bible school yet but I was taking if you have if you've read my book my three miracles all these testimonies are in there but the journeys and part of my journey but that miracle was i had just started attending some bible school classes at my church and they had one class it was to a robert tilton you ever remember robert tilton i was taking that bible study class and one of the teachers was a man named kenneth colpin never heard of him but he was teaching on laws of prosperity bless you laws of prosperity and then I go to the doctor for my just my annual wellness check, and I get this negative report. I thought, oh, I wasn't expecting that. And the doctor said, if we can't dissolve the tumor in six weeks, you're going to have to have uh, surgery right away, and it looks like the, the tumor is a malignant tumor. And, I mean, I this just, just, like, knocked the wind out of my sails. I'm just going in there for my wellness check, not, not this kind of a report. And um, she asked, well, do you have any questions? And I said, No. I have no questions whatsoever reason being all she can do is give me facts facts is the enemy of your faith i don't need to hear any more facts i need to guard my heart against facts there's no nope, i have no questions i'll just keep my next appointment and so i went down and i sat in my car and the first thing i did was i said to myself i, I did i said to myself don't panic it's very easy to panic sometimes when you get certain negative reports because we have human emotions. Nobody wants to know that they've possibly got cancer, and I've been there, done that, and I don't want to go through that again, you know. And so I said to myself, no, no fear. I thought, no, I'm not going to get place to fear. And I thought about Joshua and Caleb, how they were the only two spies that entered the promised land, only two out of those ten. And i thought i can enter the promised land again this was after i was healed miraculously from cancer now at this time i'm taking this class on laws of prosperity he's talking about money (laughs) and i thought well why can't i take those same scriptures and apply them to healing because the word works so i went in got in my bible and i'm finding everything i could That lined up with prosperity for healing, and not just for finances. And at that time, I didn't know one person that was mature enough that could believe with me that this tumor is going to disappear. You know, I think about it. Well, isn't that what you believe for when you're healed of cancer? You had cancer on Monday, and you go to the doctor on Tuesday, and it's gone. Well, it disappeared, (laughs) dematerialized. But I, I just need this tumor to disappear. I didn't know one person, not one person. I thought, okay, well, it's healing. That's between me and God. I don't need anybody else to. No one else can stop me from receiving my healing. Amen? So it can be one-on-one, and that's why it's so valuable to have that intimate relationship with your healer. Intimacy is so important. And so I'm sitting there in my car, and I said to God, I said, I uh, But first, I actually spoke. I took authority over that tumor. I took authority right then. I said, I give no place to a malignant tumor, and I give no place to a benign tumor. Therefore, I will have neither one. I don't want either one. I don't even want a benign tumor. I don't want any kind. And I said, so therefore, there will be no need for surgery. And then I asked God a very specific question. First, I said, God, I want another miracle. What is my part to receive another miracle? Because God has already done all he is ever going to have to do. It's my part to cooperate with him. Like I talked about this morning, mixed culture. I don't want to be involved in any kind of a mixed culture. I want to stay in my own culture, (laughs) my healing culture. And I said, God, what is my part? Specifically, I want to know what is my part to receive another miracle and then i went home i was supposed to go to have lunch with my friend if you want a miracle there's a price to pay there is a price to pay i'm talking about a divine miracle i'm not talking about there's nothing wrong with god with doctors god uses doctors nothing wrong with having to go through an operation i just didn't want to Nothing wrong with that. But for me at that point, I didn't want to do that. I want a miracle. (laughs) So there's a price to pay for a miracle. Do you understand what I'm saying? Nothing wrong with surgeries. And so when I said, God, what is my part? What am I doing? I am inviting my helper, the Holy Spirit, to reveal something to me that I need to know what my part is to receive another miracle. So I changed my priorities. I did not go out to lunch. It's not That is not a priority if you want a miracle. I changed my schedule. I went home. I got into the Word of God, my little healing book. I mean, if you need... God's medicine has no negative side effects. You can double up, triple up, quadruple up. That's what I did. You want a miracle? It's not just taking it once a day. The doctor, he, he always gives you medication to take three times a day. <laughs> Well, the great physician says, you can take mine every hour on the hour. And you need to get serious with the Word of God because it cost Jesus his life to give you that medication. So, I mean, it's just awesome. It's sure-proof. It has no negative side effects. And you couldn't even overdose if you wanted to. That's just so awesome. <laughs> so, I, you know, I'm double up, triple up, quadruple up and doing everything I can. And then the Bible also says that... Um, if uh, any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church. Have them pray for them. Anoint them with oil. So I also went to my my pastor. He's the only one I talked to. I don't care if he believed in me to have a disappearance of a miracle. I just, I just want you to anoint me with oil and pray for me. And so he did. And so for these six weeks, I'm doing everything that the doctor tells me to do. And I'm doing everything I know uh, in line with the word of God. And I'm believing for a miracle. And then my six weeks were up, and I probably shared this testimony before, but my six weeks were up, and at this point, I'm ready for my last appointment, and I literally I was so excited (laughs) to go to the doctor because I thought I'm going to get a miracle report today. I mean, wouldn't you be excited if you're going to get a miracle? I thought this is my day. I mean, (laughs) super. I was super excited. (laughs) So I went into the doctor and had my checkup, and she says, "Well, Marilyn." That tumor is still growing, and now today it's the size of a small grapefruit. So we're going to have to do surgery, and she goes on, and so-and-so is going to be in the operating room for emergencies. And, and I thought to myself, no, that can't be. No, 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 that can't, no. She's not cooperating with me. She was supposed to tell me I had a miracle, so I could tell her this is what the Lord has done. <laughs> She's not cooperating. And um, But when you're waiting to hear something from God, Sometimes you can go as much by what you don't hear as by what you do hear. in other words If you've got children and they're playing outside and they're having very good behavior every five minutes You don't say that's good. That's good. Oh Johnny. That's really that's good. John. Oh, that's good That's you don't say that they're having a good time. Well behaved. They're playing everything's fine but then the ball rolls out into the street, and they're going to go out and chase after that ball, what are you going to do? Shout, stop, because they're going the wrong direction. It's exactly what the Holy Spirit will do. If everything's going right, you may not hear anything, because everything's going right. You start going the wrong direction, beep, beep, beep. You stop, you forget to hook up your safety belt. Beep, beep, beep. Running out of gas, beep, beep, something's going. You're always going to hear something if you're sensitive at all. I I hadn't heard anything. So I'm thinking everything is good. So I go to the doctor and I get this negative report. And I thought to myself, it's almost like I was facing a spiritual junction in the road. And I could turn to the left, I could turn to the right, I could think, well... I guess, you know, it was almost like I heard the devil say, well, you got that one miracle one time, don't think you're going to get another. Well, that's just like the devil. And I I could hear that voice, and I thought, and then the doctor saying, well, we're going to do this and this during surgery. I thought, well, I could believe for a successful operation and a speedy recovery. And I thought, no, don't change your testimony just because things don't seem to be going your way. That's when Jesus said to Jairus, fear not only believe he didn't want him to change what he believed that you believed if I came to your house she you would live and not die he said, don't change your testimony no matter what you don't change your testimony but
1: that's
0: it I'm not changing my testimony I don't need surgery and I just stayed anchored on the Word of God and the next day I was supposed to go to the hospital to have all the tests taken prior to surgery and that morning my helper spoke to me <laughs> And the Holy Spirit said, "Go to church today. Have the laying on of hands and the anointing of oil." Now, see, I had already done that. Remember, I said I did that. This might sound silly to you, but the first thing I did was I told God, "I said, God, I already did it," as if He didn't know. You know, <laughs> I'm Alice. so proud of myself I'm actually ahead of God now. That is really good. You know, and I. And then I heard the Lord say, I said, I mean, real firm, go to church today. Oh, my goodness, this is God talking. Y- yes, sir, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. Now, I didn't think this, but I could have thought, my mind could have gone in the direction of logic and reasoning. I could have thought, okay, what was wrong with the pastor's prayer the first time? Must be the pastor's fault. He, something was wrong when he prays, all his fault. <laughs> <laughs> amen pastor chip Um, or I could have thought the oil oil was probably rancid we need to get some fresh oil in that church before they anoint me with oil I didn't go that direction I simply obeyed God because I thought about Naaman who was told to dip in the river Jordan seven times. I said, God, if you want me to be anointed twice, three times, whatever it is, dip, baby, dip. Whatever God says to do, I'm going to do it. And I did that. I went to church, had the laying on of hands, and the pastor said, Marilyn, before I pray with you, what exactly do you want me to agree with you on? I said, Pastor, I want you to agree with me that today, when those tests are taken at the hospital, it will show there's absolutely nothing there and he said if that's where your faith is i'll hook mine up with yours that's exactly the words he said and that was good and so he anointed me and prayed the prayer of agreement and um i went and had those tests taken and then the doctor called she said i need to do one more examination because the test results showed today there's absolutely nothing there she quoted my exact words. she said there's nothing there she examined me and examined me and says, I don't understand that you had a tumor the size of a grapefruit yesterday, and now there's nothing there. And then she said, I think you're my first miracle patient. <laughs> but so you have to stay anchored. no matter you, can, you stay with the word regardless of what does or does not happen to somebody else, regardless of whether the symptoms get worse and worse and worse. You just have to stay anchored. And you know what helps you to stay anchored? Intimacy. Knowing the healer. Knowing that he is a good God. That he loves you. That you are the apple of his eye. So when it comes to healing, one-on-one. Now it's different for finances. If you were to need a miracle for finances, for example, Luke 6.38, give and it'll be given unto you. Good measure pressed down, shaken together, running over a shell. Men give into your bosom. So other people are involved. Uh, you can maybe there's a you need a, a, a raise on your job or maybe corporate office is involved as, as well as your direct um, boss. The, the more people that are involved in your situation, the longer it takes for that blessing, that miracle to happen because God has to deal with all of these different hearts. Same way with, with what's going on in America. It's not just let's just do it now, God. The more people that are involved, God has to deal get everybody's cooperation to fall into line with what he wants them to do you know what i'm saying because god loves everybody he gives people a chance to make things right we just have to know he is he is sovereign amen i shouldn't even talk about america forgive me i shouldn't say that but uh, there is there is a time where it's just one-on-one there's other times where other people are involved but this is healing school and i want you to know it is just one-on-one with you and God, for you to receive healing. Now, if you would turn to 3 John 2. 3 John 2. This is a powerful scripture. Beloved. Well, right there, he's talking to the child of God, the person who has already made the most important decision of their entire life. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Let me read that again. I pray that you may prosper in all things. I mentioned this morning when it talks about all things, of the all things, there's only five, and only five, spirit, soul, body, financial, and social. Every need that you'll ever have will be in one of those five categories, and only those five. But of those five, the Lord specifically points out one health your body I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health and then he tells us how that takes place as your soul prospers which is your mind so we can see here that there is a definitely a direct relationship between our health and the prosperity of our soul which is your mind your emotions your freedom of choice So there's a direct direct relationship. You know, you can take uh, time management classes. You can take money management classes. We need to have mind management. We need to have mind management. It's self-discipline because to the degree that we prosper in our mind will determine the degree that we will prosper in our health or in any, every situation of life. So again, there is a direct relationship between our health And the prosperity or of of our mind. Now look at Romans chapter twelve, two. Romans twelve two. Do not starts right off with do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There's only two possibilities. You're either going to be conformed and stay conformed to this world or you can be transformed. Only two possibilities. Amen. I want to read that out of the New Living Translation. I just really like how it says it here. In Romans 12 2, New Living Translation, it says, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. We could say don't mix your cultures. Like I talked about this morning don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world but let God Transform you into a new person by changing the way you think How does he change the way we think through the word? the catalyst is the Word of God let god transform you into a new person now when you get born again old things are passed away and you become a new creature in christ your spirit that's your spirit man becomes alive to the spirit of the lord god almighty but it's through the word now that you can change and become a new person by changing the way you think and your thought life lines up with the will of god and then it goes on to say then after you have allowed god to change the way you think then you will learn to know god's will for your life which is good it's pleasing and it's perfect and then we can walk into walking into divine health because as a man thinketh so is he amen so i want to touch in the last few minutes i want to touch a little bit on on uh, wrong thinking, because we don't want to be conformed, we don't want to stay in that conformed state of thinking like the world. The Bible tells us in Second Timothy, and I believe it's Second Timothy two fifteen, to study the Word of God. We can, we need to study His Word, so that we don't have to be ashamed, and that we can rightly divide the Word of truth. So if the Bible says that we can rightly divide the the word of truth, obviously then we could wrongly divide the word of truth. But if you don't study the word, most likely you will automatically wrongly divide the word of truth. So you can know many healing scriptures. You can believe that Jesus is the healer. You can desire to be healed and made whole. You know the goodness of God. You know how much he loves you. But there's one one thing that I have noticed over the years with people. There's one thing that is a big stumbling block. And of course it falls in line with wrong thinking, but that one that one stumbling block that they think that makes them exempt from being healed, healed is hereditary. They think, yeah, but my great grandfather had and my grandmother had and then my mother had and both my brothers had and my sisters all have and so I'm going to, they, they're taking ownership of hereditary. They want everything. They know the healing scriptures. They, they believe for healing. But in the back of their mind, sometimes they don't even think what they're doing. But, yeah, but it's hereditary in our family. Right there, it stops you. It stops you right there. How many times do you hear people, well, but that's it's just in our family. That is not, no. Mm-mm. Nothing can exempt you from healing. When you get born again, all things become... Somehow, God puts something of himself in you and me the moment we get born again. There's something of himself that he puts in here. He is the healer. The Holy Spirit, part of God. That, that's the part that he has put on the inside of us. I have the DNA of God imparted into me there is no no heredity uh, has anything to do with me that's over that's over but so many people that get snagged on that one one thing even though they're speaking all the healing scriptures you know what i'm saying they just but you know what no you cannot hold on to that you have to let go that is an ownership that no longer belongs to you Um, You can't say, well, I have this because, because, because. Another wrong belief, it says in Isaiah 53, 4, 4, surely he bore our griefs and he carried our sorrows. He bore them. He took them. Let's just say, for example, maybe Dora's going to go to the grocery store. I said, oh, I'll go with you, Dora. I'll go with you. And so she's in the grocery store, and she's got all these groceries. I thought, oh, my goodness, she's got a big, heavy bag of groceries. Dora, uh, let me carry your groceries for you. Okay, so I'm carrying her groceries. I am now carrying Dora's groceries. She's no longer carrying them. So she can't go around and say, oh, Pastor Chip, you know, I have to carry this big, heavy, this heavy bag of groceries today. Chris, your mom made me carry this. He-. No, she can't say that. That's wrong. Because I willingly carried those groceries for her. Jesus willingly carried every sickness, every disease on the cross for you and me. So this is no longer a cross that I'm supposed to carry. Amen? Does that help you? Because when you think about it and just natural ways it makes it so much more clear If someone's carrying something for you you're not carrying it anymore and so sometimes we just have that wrong thinking well i'm just no 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 you're not supposed to carry that anymore 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 another wrong belief is that god can do anything that god is in control well we look this morning look again in deuteronomy thirty nineteen. deuteronomy thirty nineteen. It says, I call heaven and earth to witness today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings, cursings, we could say sickness and health. Therefore choose, like, who does the choosing? We do the choosing. So he, he is not in control. He, God has set self-limitations on himself by giving man a free will if God was in control, if God could do anything, he would, well, everybody would be saved. We wouldn't even have to be here on the earth. He can't do everything. He doesn't do everything. If he could do everything and anything, he didn't make you come to church today. He did not make you come to healing school today. He does not make you tithe. He doesn't make you read your Bible. These are choices. He says, choose life choose blessings it's our choice but so many people in the church think well god is in control no Mm-mm. god can do anything no he he is sovereign he is the sovereign god At the end of the day his will be as he wills it to be but he uses we have to cooperate with him that's why we have to pray for every situation in life you have to study the word of god so that you can receive all that he has for you and me. He wants, again, he wants you healed more than you want to be healed yourself because he needs you healed. He needs you to be able to go out and witness to your neighbor. You can't do it when you're sick at home in bed. Amen? He needs us healed. And it glorifies him. It glorifies him. He doesn't make us tithe. He doesn't make us read our Bible. These are acts of obedience that we do because we love the Father. Amen, because we love the Father. Another wrong belief is everything that happens is God's will. In other words, (laughs) you know, if it's good, praise the Lord. If it's bad, well, God must have just had a reason. We don't understand everything, but we know that God must have had a reason, maybe someday. That's wrong thinking. That's wrong thinking. They seem to forget that there's a devil out there who has come to steal, kill, and destroy. But believing that God did everything for a reason is wrong thinking. We just don't understand. We think, well, I just don't understand. There's more reasons why negative things happen, and they're not all because of the devil. Not all of them are because of the devil. You know, sometimes people say, well, that person was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Too bad, they should have been in the wrong place at the right time. Now, does that make sense? No. You cannot be in the wrong place at the right time. If it's the wrong place, it's always the wrong time. There is never a right time to be in the wrong place. If it's wrong, it is wrong. Yeah. But you hear people say, oh, they were in the wrong place at the wrong t- right, right, right time. No, that's, that's wrong. That's ignorance gone to seed. Wrong place. Now turn, if you would, to John 16, 13. John 16, 13. However, when He, talking about the Holy Spirit, when the Spirit of truth has come, and He has come, He will, absolutely, He will guide you into all the truth. All truth, not some truth, all truth. For He will not speak on his own authority but whatever he hears he will speak and he will show you things to come you know when i cried out to god i said god just tell me what is my part to receive another miracle i was inviting the holy spirit to commune with me to tell me what is my part another thing that i did i i fasted during that time i fasted just one meal a day And in exchange for food, I was taking more of God's medicine. But see, when you fast, you're causing the ear of your spirit to be more in tune with the voice of your father. Because the Holy Spirit, he doesn't speak on his own authority. He only speaks what he heard the father tell him to say. See, if you can just envision a big circle, and God's at the top, and we're at the bottom, and we'll just say for illustrations say that the holy spirit is on both sides so when i pray from my spirit the holy spirit he takes my prayer up to the throne room the bible says the lord hears the prayers of the righteous so he's going to hear my prayer and the holy spirit is my helper so he takes that prayer up to the throne room of god and god's going to answer my prayer Via the Holy Spirit, so he he speaks to the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit who lives in me, he's going to tell me what he heard the Father tell him to say. So now I know I just heard from God because he's only going to tell me what he heard the Father tell him to say. So it is so beautiful, but so critical that we learn to listen to the holy spirit you know sometimes i remember one of my friends in ireland or in switzerland she uh, she broke her arm coming home from uh, from uh, church one day she was out there she drives her bike sometimes to church and and she broke her arm and she said to me now why just tell me why did god let that arm get broken i said well let's just back now, let's just see. What happened here? Well, I was coming home, and, and you know that road? I said, I know that road. You know, you can go to the left or go to the right. I said, yeah, as a matter of fact, I started to go to the left, and I thought, oh, I think I'll go to the right because it's a shortcut. I said, you know what? what did it say that again. Just, well, I was going to go to the left, but I, th- I think I'll take the... You were going to go to the left, but you decided, well, I'll just take the shortcut. Well, maybe that was God telling you to go to the left. But on the shortcut... You fell in that ditch and you broke your arm so see sometimes we don't really realize when the Holy Spirit is guiding us it's just, if I'd have gone to the left that is the smoothest road takes me me only five minutes longer but I wanted the shortcut you see it's just like um, if you were driving your car now when I drive my car I'm sure you do the same thing I go at a green light And I stop at a red light is that how we're supposed to do it (laughs) now most of the time and um, but if I go through a red light I could have a head-on collision well the Holy Spirit on the inside of me if I listen to him all the time and that's why it's so important to pray in your heavenly language because you're always communicating with him you need to pray in your heavenly language all the time and so when you're praying and all of a sudden, you're, you're, you're going in a certain direction in your life. And, and uh, let's just say, for example, you're planning on going on a vacation. You've got your friends, and you're all going to go on a big trip together. And a few days before, you think, oh, I don't know. I don't think I want to go. And so you call your friends. You know, I, I'm not going to go on the trip. What? You're not going to go? We have all these plans. and You've got to come. You've got... No, I don't think so. Oh, ple- you please come. Please. No, I don't know. I'd, please, I'll buy lunch. Well, okay. So you surrender and you go. And while you were there, something happened. There was something happened that you should never have left your house or you should not have been in that place. And after all the dust settles, you think, I knew it. I knew it. I shouldn't have gone. You ever been there? You think You think back and think, I, I, I knew I should have gone, shouldn't have gone. Well, see, that was the Holy Spirit talking to you, but you didn't recognize it. So if you, don't, if you don't submit to this on the inside, this is like a red light, a green light. A green light is peace. But if you have a check in your spirit, I, I just don't think I'm going to go. Stop and listen for a moment. Because if you, you know you shouldn't go, but you go anyway, in the spirit realm you just went through a red light and you will have a head-on collision. And people wonder, why did God let that happen? The correct question is, who went through the red light? You or God? We can go through the red light spiritually. And then we wonder, why did God let that happen? So you see how important it is that we have right thinking you need to take time to spend time and the Holy Spirit is our helper at all times again that's why it's so important that we pray in our heavenly language because God is on our side he wants us he wants us to receive the blessings that he has bought and purchased for us but we have to cooperate with our helper what a beautiful gift Holy Spirit and you can trust the Holy Spirit because he is the Bible calls him he's the spirit of truth and when the spirit of truth comes he's going to guide you he only knows the truth he only interacts with truth that's all he knows because he is the spirit of truth wonderful wonderful so when you're praying in your heavenly language every day you're communing with the Holy spirit the spirit of truth to guide you in every step of the way amen we're not perfect but we can we can grow and grow and grow in more perfection every day amen father we thank you so much for the holy spirit who is our teacher and our guide lord i pray for each person here today that you speak to their hearts that they would hunger and thirst more to commune with you and and to, to pray in their heavenly language and to listen to that voice on the inside that said, this is the way, walk ye in it. We thank you for that today, Father God. We thank you. We thank you that you are the healer. You are the deliverer. You are a good Father God. In Jesus' name. And if there's anybody here today, if you would like, if you have pain in your body or sickness, and maybe you've been prayed for before, but you want to be have prayer again, prayer again is just a reinforcement. It's not like you've lost your faith in what was prayed before. It's just a a boost. You're just boosting yourself. So if anybody here that you want prayer today, let me ask first of all, is everybody here? uh, a believer does everybody if you raise your hand you know that you're going to go to heaven someday you know actually let's just pray this together just refresh that, that that our salvation because when you give your heart to Jesus you are guaranteed two things two things are guaranteed to you one that when you leave this earth you will go to heaven and live with God forever and ever and ever you are guaranteed that But the second guarantee you have that while you're on this earth, the Holy Spirit is going to live on the inside of you, and he will be with you every breathing moment to help you. So let's just pray that prayer together. You can just repeat after me. Dear God, I do believe that you have a son. His name is Jesus. And Jesus died on the cross me. Thank you, Jesus. You're my Savior and you're my healer. I receive you today as my Savior and healer. I ask you to forgive me of my sin, cleanse me. I ask you to teach me your ways, and to take my life. And help me to be what you want me to be. In Jesus' name. Amen. So if you want prayer today for healing, I invite you just to come up here quickly. Anybody at all? Just a reinforcement or hallelujah. God is a good God.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh.
0: Thank you, Lord, that you are the healer. Every malfunction, every irregularity, every abnormality that is ever going on in this arm, in this wrist, I take authority over that right now. I pull you down from your position of authority. I break the power of assignment you would have against this wrist, against this arm. Every irritation, soreness, I command you to dematerialize right now. And I release the healing power of Jesus to flow into this wrist, into this arm, bringing about a complete healing and a cure. Be thou made whole. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. But I release the healing balm of Gilead flow from the top of her head and the soles of her feet. Be thou us all understanding. Be thou made whole. Spirit, soul, and body, in the name
1: of Jesus,
0: peace, peace, peace. Body, you come into full alignment with the word right now. She is the healed of the Lord. Now body, cooperate. Be healed and whole in Jesus' name. Jesus, Jesus,
1: Jesus. Amen, amen.
0: Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for that what you have begun you shall complete. We thank you that you are the healer. So we just pray reinforce all that has already been prayed. We just thank you that by your stripes she is healed and whole. From the top of her head to the soles of her feet, the very soles of her feet, be thou made whole, spirit, soul, and body. Every weakness, every organ, every tissue, every cell in her body, the heart, the lungs, the liver, every part. Be strong and be made whole in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you that you are the healer of this land. I speak strength into this leg, into this knee. If there need to be cartilage restored, I speak cartilage to be restored. Joints, bone, marrow, be strong. In the name of Jesus, and every discomfort, every pain, every weakness, I pull you down from your position of authority. I break the power of assignment you would have against Doris right now, for it is written, by the stripes of Jesus, she is healed and whole, all pain, all weakness, go in the name of Jesus, by his stripes you are the healed of the Lord, strong and strengthened, be thou made whole, spirit, soul, and body, in Jesus' name, Jesus, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Father, I thank you for Jerry. I thank you, Father God, for this precious, precious saint. I thank you, Lord, and I pray. And as I pray, I release the healing power to flow. Every organ, every tissue, Every cell in this body—the bones, the blood, the marrow—every every part, every organ, every tissue—I release the healing power to flow. The blood, the joints, the ligaments. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, be thou made whole. For it is written, by the stripes of Jesus, you have been made whole. Spirit, soul, and body. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Healed and whole. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. And I just want to encourage you in the word. Feed on the Word. Build yourself up in the Word. Take time to spend time with the healer. Sometimes just being quiet and just listening to that still small voice. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for receiving me today. Thank you, Pastor Chip. Don't forget the book table. Buy a gift for someone.
2: Amen. Does the Lord desire for you to be healed? He does all the time. Amen. He's never changed his desire. It's always been his desire. And, um, uh, you know, I like uh, Miss Marilyn's testimony about the Lord instructing her with what to do and that she was also obedient to do that. Amen. And, um, uh, you know, I was thinking about the, when she was teaching on that, I was thinking about the rich young ruler. Jesus said, just one thing you lack. You know, how many of us are one obedient step away from receiving the blessings of the Lord? You know, she was one obedient step. She just had to go and do what the Lord said to do. Uh, And, you know, she could have justified it that, well, I've already done that. And, you know, of course, she tried that at first, but uh, we all get to grow up eventually, don't we? But uh, uh, but she was still obedient uh, to do one thing the Lord asked her to do. Uh, And uh, and she received a miraculous healing. Amen. Uh, And there's no telling how many folks are one step away from the blessings of the lord you know sometimes we think it's such a long journey so far to get from here to my answered prayer many times you're just right there you know the nation of israel were you know at most two weeks journey away from the promised land for 40 years that's some bad directions right there right Uh, they had no gps at all Uh, couldn't find their way to the promised land you know all those years for 40 years you know still uh, but you got to give them some uh, credit i mean they were diligent they were lost for 40 years but they kept on going you know uh, most of us would have given up a long time ago, right? But, uh, uh, but you know, uh, one step away from the blessings of the Lord, amen? Uh, and, uh, and we thank God that there are people out there willing to obey God and find the blessings that he desires for us, amen? Because uh, if they can do it, then, you know, we can do it, amen? Uh, and so praise God. Well, it, it's time to receive uh, the offering for today's uh, service, and uh, everything well. we receive today will go uh, towards uh, Dr. Newbauer's uh, ministry, so that means we get to sow into her ministry. Uh, and if we sow into her ministry, that means we get to reap from her ministry. Amen? So a, um, uh, a part of the fruit of her ministry in the people's lives that she touches, people's bodies that uh, the Lord uses her to heal, uh, the, the messages and revelation that the Lord gives her to her to change people's course and direction. You know, you get to have a part in all of those things. Amen? Uh, and so it's a, it's, a good, uh, it's a good ministry to sow into. Amen? Uh, and so let's pray and thank the Lord for the opportunity to give. So Father, we thank you for the opportunity given to give into your kingdom, and Father specifically, we thank you that uh, we can give into the ministry of Dr. Marilyn Neubauer, Father, we can sow uh, part of the blessings you've given to us into her ministry. So Father, we thank you that as we do that, that uh, she'll be able to accomplish all that you've called her to do, Father. And Lord, we thank you for that, and we thank you for the opportunity that you've given to us to be a part of that ministry, and we give you the praise and the honor for it, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Uh, We'll come ahead, Mr. Jared, and receive the offering, and uh, yeah, so don't forget that she has some materials back there, and um, uh, of course, and she does have her uh, little blue cards about uh, uh, being a partner with her ministry, and um, um, you know, it's, uh, of course, uh, she didn't pay me for any advertising or anything like that. Uh, but it's good to hook up with ministries, amen. It's good to hook up with good ministries, and uh, you know some people are are partners with everybody in the world, and and um, um, I'm not sure about, about all that there, but uh, uh, but she'd be a great one to be a part of her ministry, amen. Uh, and so um, uh, I think that's all. We got any other announcements, right? So she'll be heading back to San Diego tomorrow. So be sure to to greet her as she heads out and uh, um, tell her. Uh, Good to see her again, and of course it's always good to see her, and and uh, just fellowship for a minute, and then um, and then we'll head out. So you're all dismissed, and we'll see you uh, next Sunday.